0: Welcome to Better Days Season 6. My name is Wesley Town, and I am so glad you are joining me today. Better Days is a listener-supported nonprofit seeking to bring hope, awareness, and education to the human experience of mental health and suffering. We aim to deconstruct misconceptions of what it means to be human and follow Jesus. If you'd like to learn more or support our work, you can check out our website, BetterDaysFMLY.co. Again, that's BetterDaysFMLY.co. Hi, Better Days family. Wesley here. And as always, I'm so glad that you're joining me for this episode. This is the final discussion that we're going to have on lament, particularly around lament, suffering, and following Jesus. What I love about this discussion around lament this ancient practice to engage with pain and suffering, is that it's so honest. It encourages us to live honestly in our suffering. And living honestly in our suffering is immensely helpful and healthy. The day that I woke up and felt numb inside for the first time in my life, I was afraid, but I had to be honest with myself I had to be honest with people, and I had to be honest with God. That was the only way that I could process what I was experiencing in a healthy manner. Maybe you are trying to figure out how to live honestly in a hard moment. I want to encourage you to listen to last week's episode and this week's episode as I'm detailing facets, aspects of this ancient practice called lament which is really a guide for us in how to suffer in a way that is honest real authentic and there is freedom in an honest response to our suffering and pain so last week i talked about seven aspects or facets of lament that teach us and help us to process and engage with human suffering this week I want to give you seven more aspects of lament that teach us to process and engage with human suffering in a way that is really helpful and healthy. The first is this, lament engages with reality. We often want to put a positive spin on suffering, but hard things are hard. God would never encourage us to live in a state that distorts or minimizes reality. As much as we live in a culture and sometimes a Christian subculture of constant bombardment of positive uh, communication around every facet of human life, sometimes that positivity goes into a lane of toxic positivity and it begins to distort and minimize reality. Lament allows us to be honest about the painful moments of life, you are allowed to live in reality. You are allowed to describe the deep pain, hurt, complex suffering inside of you in an honest, real way. You don't have to put a positive spin on suffering. You don't have to say hard things aren't hard because hard things are hard. Second, Lament teaches us to have an honest faith. Let me just say this, and I've learned this in my own experience. Honest faith is far better than insincere faith. It is better to have faith rooted in honest reality. You want to know why this is so important? Because you and I live in this sphere, we live on earth. We live in a fragile and broken world. That's the sphere. That's the reality that we live in. And we have to approach this fragile, broken world that we live in in a way that is honest in our faith. Our faith is real in the valleys of life, right? Because we all experience them. And we do not have to dismiss the pain in the valleys through hyper-spirituality or some sort of... You know, false cover. We can just say, hey, my faith is being forged in the valleys. My faith is real in the pain. And the pain is hard and the pain is painful and the suffering is not always easy. We always don't see clearly. Sometimes there's a lot of obscurity uh, in the midst of the valleys of life. But honest faith is far better than insincere faith. Third, Lament teaches us to have honest hope. Honest hope is far better than a false sense of hope. Suffering and hope are not mutually exclusive realities. Let me say that one more time. Suffering and hope are not mutually exclusive realities, they converge in moments of pain and suffering. Hope is most beautifully surfaced in the hardship and valleys of life. So lament teaches us to have honest hope. And I'm going to talk more about honest hope in the next couple of weeks. So I encourage you to listen to that future podcast on honest hope, where I'll be elaborating more on the beautiful reality of hope that is honest and that is forged in these moments of pain and suffering. Fourth, Lament gives us the freedom to wrestle. I find this so helpful. A few of the core elements of lament were complaints, questions, confusions, pleas for help. These picture the wrestling of the human heart and mind when engaging with the hard moments, the pain, the suffering of life. God is not afraid of us wrestling. And struggling with pain and suffering. Lament actually teaches you and myself that we can honestly, emotionally, and inquisitively struggle with our suffering before God. He gives us the freedom to bring all that we are wrestling with, all that is inside of us, to Him in an honest dialogue. And I just want to encourage you, if you're wrestling in this moment, that it's okay. It's normal. It's human to wrestle in our pain. Fifth, lament teaches us to be emotionally aware and present. In lament, we're taught to describe what we're feeling, to express ourselves in an honest manner. Those who lament are living and speaking of their present reality. It is so easy to dismiss our present suffering for a future reality. Hope was never intended to be a dismissal of our present human experience. So lament tells us to enter into that present human experience and to be emotionally aware of what we are going through so that we're able to express ourselves. And as you know, being able to express ourselves and be aware of what's going on inside of us is actually incredibly healing. And it gives us strength to verbalize and communicate what we're going through, not only in our own mental narrative, but to other people finding support and to God, finding support, strength, and honesty in those relationships. Sixth. Lament and joy are not mutually exclusive. Some people think lament and joy are competing. Sorrow and joy are in competition with one another. Lament, this practice of engaging with pain and suffering, this language around pain and suffering, and joy are not mutually exclusive. Joy may have the last word for the follower of Jesus, but suffering... Takes up much of our life on earth. I think that's a very accurate picture. Yes, joy is a present reality for us and it's a future reality, but suffering is often a major component, a major narrative in human life on earth. And joy and pain can lie side by side in the human heart. So you can lament. And still experience joy. And you can say joy may have the last word. But suffering is a major part of various chapters in our life as human beings. Finally, seventh, Jesus lamented. This is so important. Therefore, you and I should feel free to lament. Jesus wept. At Lazarus, his friend's death, in John 11. He felt the human pain of loss, mentally and emotionally, over his friend's death. Weeping was a major element of lament. In fact, in Scripture, weeping was the primary indication of grief. Jesus also wept over the city of Jerusalem in Luke 19. He felt a deep pain in his soul over the waywardness of the people of Israel. And he felt deep emotional pain in that moment. And he wept. Another indication of being okay with grief and lament. Jesus lamented and pleaded with God in the Garden of Gethsemane in light of his imminent death on the cross in Matthew chapter 26. And in that section... He felt such deep mental and emotional pain that he said, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. In the original language of the New Testament, Koine Greek, the verbiage there is basically communicating that Jesus' soul was crushed by grief to the point of death itself. That is honest, that is engaging with reality. He was wrestling in the garden. He was emotionally aware. He he was able to be honest and, and verbally communicate his pain to God and to the people that were there near him at that moment. And then finally, Jesus on the cross, dying for us, suffering on the cross, is the ultimate identification with human suffering. And Psalm 23 is one of the Psalms of Lament. And Jesus quotes from the first verse of Psalm 23 as he's crying out in pain, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus literally is fulfilling the Psalm of Lament, Psalm 23, as he communicates that. He is lamenting. He is taking that lament psalm and he is fulfilling it as he's experiencing his death on the cross, which Psalm 23 details graphically. If Jesus lamented at various moments of pain and suffering in his life and at his ultimate suffering on the cross, then you and I should never feel ashamed, afraid, Intimidated by the subculture that we're existing in, to lament and be honest and live in reality as we're walking through the valleys of life. So here's what I'd like to say as we close this podcast Be honest with yourself, be honest with others, be honest with God, and where you are at in your experience of suffering. Take that and say, I'm going to be committed to reality. You will be grateful that you walked through the valley of suffering in an honest manner, not insincerely, not with insincere faith or insincere hope, but with sincere faith and with honest hope. Much love to you. I'm so deeply sorry for any pain and suffering that you are experiencing in your life. And I do hope that these words help you to navigate, to respond, and to engage with your pain and suffering. Much love to you. There are better days ahead. Thanks for joining me today. I would love for you to help us to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send the podcast link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. As well, go check out BetterDaysFMLY.co for more resources. I look forward to another conversation next week. Much love to you. There are better days ahead.